good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Damien Barr, welcoming you to another Salon Exclusive, where you get to be the first to hear about the upcoming books we are most excited about. Our next reading is our very first from a writer based in Hawaii, Darian Shu Ji is the recipient of the Poetry Society of America's Chapbook Fellowship Award for her poetry collection, Other Small Histories. It's a meditation on the stories we tell ourselves about our ancestors, how they live on in the memory of their descendants, and how they shape who we are today. Patricia Smith wrote the introduction to the book, and she says in it, This is poetry with work to do, poetry to feed us and move us more sanely from day to day. In these small histories, which are anything but small, we're treated to five lifetimes that reach back over a century, finishing in the present day, from China to America, from her nameless great-grandmother to Darian's own children, who do not yet know their Chinese names. Let's have a listen. Hi, this is Darian Shuji and I'm thrilled to be doing this reading exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon. I'll be sharing work from my new poetry collection, Other Small Histories. Other Small Histories follows my matrilineal line from my unnamed great-grandmother down to me, including my grandfather's three wives. I wrote these poems because I didn't want these women or their histories forgotten. I wanted to bear witness to them and their sacrifices. In many cases, Their stories ended in tragedy, which served as the only memory of them in my family. I wanted more for these women. I wanted them to take their place in our family legacy. In the case of my great-grandmother, it was pre-modern China, the late 1800s. It wasn't uncommon at that time to have a Tongyang Shi. The direct translation is child-raised daughter-in-law. These were arranged marriages where a family brought a pre-adolescent girl into the household to serve as a future bride for their younger, sometimes infant, son. The children are raised together, and sometimes the girl, who is older, will serve as a nanny to her future husband, as well as be a servant in the household. My grandfather did not know his mother. The few stories we hear speak of her mistreatment by other members of the family, her attempts to run away. What we know is that she died young while my grandfather was too young to remember her, and my great-grandfather then remarried. My great-grandmother remains unnamed on our family tree. Other Small Histories is arranged in five sections, with five poems for each woman. I'll be reading a selection from my great-grandmother and then from my own histories. Woman's Work The matchmaker lines up lunar birth dates, inspects the girl for strange marks or the presence of illness. The girl is good. There is a family, the matchmaker says, and so it is arranged. When the girl is 12, maybe 13 or 14, she leaves her home in the village and goes to his. She is presented simply. This is X from the house of X. The ceremony is brief. Stand here. Kowtow. Repeat. The boy is six, maybe seven. It is her duty to look after him, her future husband, her young charge. 
She helps with chores. She serves his parents. She cannot see her short future. She does not know what lies ahead. Her splintered self, her sacrifice. The girl thinks, marriage isn't difficult. This work is not so hard. They play hopping chicken or knuckle bones, catch crickets in cupped hands, housing them in small boxes, coaxing them to sing. Constellations. The house has fallen asleep. Beyond the slash of wood that serves as a window, she sees stars. The five emperors and the great bear, the herdsman and the weaver. She drags a finger across the heavens. Her father taught her these constellations, but did not say they would follow her to this house. The same stars in the same sky, even though everything is different now. The smell of the air, the taste of the dirt. With each swallow of water, she loses her voice. With each beating, she forgets who she is, was. When the house fills with the scent of bitter iron, blood sticky between her legs, she bows her head, ready for the blow. Punctum. Everyone felt bad when she died. The aunties said it was a shame, said great-grandmother could have been treated better, though they had watched and done nothing. A photograph of the second wife, the replacement. Plain. Short hair, traditional navy dress, frogs buttoned to the neck. She has a name, a birth date, memories shared. She still had bound feet. She was quiet but liked to tell jokes. These things are known. A favorite food, what she looked like when she laughed, the clothes she wore, how she died, where she is buried. For great-grandmother... Her life is an unbaptized silence. No evidence of her beingness, save the flesh and blood of her son. Her small history is revealed a century after the fact, told in passing by her granddaughter to her Chinese-American great-granddaughter, who wonders if such an outlandish story can be true, dismissing it as a bedtime fable, a rumor, a ruse. Me, Shu Dao Yi, Darian Shu Ji, born 1968, St. Louis, Missouri, USA. Lullaby, a nursery rhyme, a cradle song. Good little rabbit, open the door. Hurry, I want to come in. A single enduring memory of my mother singing to me in Chinese until I fall asleep. In my arms, a doll whose cloth body she has sewn and repaired, washed and restuffed. I bring it with me to boarding school when I am older, tucked among heavy cable knit sweaters, lands flannel nightgowns, puffy floral dresses, a bottle of Love's Baby Soft. My roommate will find the doll and string it up by a bra strap in our room. The doll follows me into adulthood. We share the same eyes, keep the same secrets. Some nights, I dig through my drawers until I find her, temporarily abandoned, 
and press her head against my cheek until it leaves a mark. Not much else remains from those early years. A Girl Scout sash, a handmade baby album my father has no recollection of making, a string of pearls, self-illustrated books made from the cardboard inserts of my mother's pantyhose packages. I don't recognize myself in photographs and suspect foul play. That young girl, framed in black and white, is unfamiliar. Not my eyes, but they must be my eyes. Not my mouth, but of course my mouth. Not my nose, but the same one my mother tells me is uneven, crooked. In every frame, another stranger. Again and again, I must start over. Again and again, I try to remember. Banquet, 2013, Qingdao, China. I try to see myself in their faces, these relatives on my mother's side whom I have never met and will probably never see again. My Chinese is embarrassing, and they don't speak English. I forget names within seconds, syllables and tones snagged on the rugged banks of my mind like lichen lining the stone canals. One of the relatives is a local magistrate, finely dressed, tall and important looking, not at all impressed by me or my Chinese-American family. He is the host of this very expensive multi-course meal in the private dining room of a government building in China. He will be the first to leave. My mother acts as translator, explaining who this one is or what that one does. We all nod politely. The facts of our lives are offered, my mother introducing each member of my family. This is my son-in-law. He has a golf academy. This is my daughter. She is a writer. This is their daughter, and these are their two sons. She says our name in Mandarin. Later, when someone calls my children by their Chinese names, they don't respond. They don't yet know who they are. When lunch ends, I open a book purchased at the local bookshop, Qingdao Old Constructions, Pen and Ink Drawings, Sketches of Buildings, Residences, Villas, Consulates, the Old Post Office, the Library. Everyone signs their name. Years later, this is all I will have left of them, signatures of lives that intersect, just barely, my own. Small Histories My daughter does not want to go to the college she accepted. I didn't have a choice. It was just because of the money, she says. In our rental car, we talk of other things, go through the motions of outfitting her dorm room. It's so far from Hawaii. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's too white. I cannot deny any of this. At 17, she has only glimpsed the bigger world beyond our stretch of blue Pacific, our rolling green hills, our white sand beaches. I am willing to risk her short-term unhappiness, though I entertain morbid thoughts of her depression culminating in some form of self-harm, even death. Who thinks like that, my daughter will sometimes say, when I entertain crazy ideas for a new story. A writer, I tell her, the easy answer. 
There is perhaps a closer truth. I suffer an inheritance from the women in my matrilineal line. Hope for the best. Be ready for the worst. How else to prepare my daughter for the world? An offering of small histories, stack like dominoes waiting to fall, ready for her single touch. Thank you. I really did not want that gorgeousness to end. If you enjoyed Darian's reading, Other Small Histories is available now in a limited print run through the Poetry Society of America, so get them while you can. They are going fast. Her new book, Allegiance, is published by Legacy Isle Publishing and touches on many of the same themes and can be found in all good bookshops, as well as through the Literary Salon's own shop on bookshop.org. So thanks for listening and do join us again soon.